Flying Talkers podcast is brought to you today by your global sales force, ATC Aviation. For 30 years, one world, one global air cargo GSSA. ATC is your guide and your key to air freight markets, both local and international. For more information and the ATC experience up close and personal, go to www.atc-aviation.com. That's www.atc-aviation.com. And tell them Flying Talkers sent you. United EcoSkies is our commitment to the environment. So what that means is United is doing things to be one of the most eco-friendly airlines in the world. We're the only U.S. airline that's currently using biofuels on a regular basis, one of the only airlines in the world. We also work heavily in our recycling program, onboard recycling, as well as a new program with Clean the World to recycle our amenity kits. We've also made a $30 million equity investment into a company called Fulcrum Bioenergy. Fulcrum uses household trash and converts that into jet fuel. It's so cool. This is Jeffrey Aaron, and welcome to today's Flying Talkers. That was Aaron Stash, United Airlines Manager of Environmental Strategy and Sustainability, with a short comment enhanced by the chords of George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, as Aaron spoke about United's commitment to the environment on a YouTube video. What stands out here for me, at least, is that there are 87,000 daily flights above the United States, and only really a minuscule number of those movements are powered by anything else but kerosene or jet A fuels. The standout when you look at the flight map of the world are several biofuel flights daily by the one and only United Airlines. Yeah, there are a couple by Lufthansa, there are a few more by, by KLM, uh, there are some others. Uh, that are being conducted, but United right now is carrying the lion's share with the environment increasingly under the microscope. It's interesting that United stands alone as the only USA flag carrier to utilize biofuel. And perhaps overlooked in the general rush of things, on June 5th was United's flight for the planet, the most eco-friendly commercial flight of its kind in the history of aviation as World Environment Day was celebrated everywhere. You know, I'm starting to think with the environment moving the way it is, the word celebration is probably the wrong word. I think the word should be uh, observed because we got to start paying some attention. So on June 5th, 2019, was also the day United became the first airline in the world to demonstrate all of the following key actions on a single commercial flight utilization of sustainable aviation biofuel, zero cabin waste efforts, carbon offsetting, and operational efficiencies. 
The flight departed from gate B12 at United's hometown hub of Chicago O'Hare for its eco hub in Los Angeles, where sustainable aviation biofuel has helped power all the airline's efforts in that behalf from Southern California since 2016. United has said that it intends to reduce its carbon footprint by 50% by 2050. United has powered the flight for the planet using a 3070 blend of low carbon sustainable aviation fuel provided by Boston-based World Energy and traditional jet fuel. The biofuel alone achieves a greater than 60% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions on a life cycle basis compared to traditional jet fuel and uses biofuel as one of the most effective ways that an airline can reduce its impact on the environment. United recently renewed its contract with World Energy, agreeing to purchase up to 10 million gallons of cost-competitive sustainable aviation biofuel over the next two years. United was the first airline globally to use sustainable aviation biofuel on a continuous basis and the only airline, as I said before, in the United States to currently do so. Quote, United's flight for the planet represents yet another innovative initiative the airline has undertaken to reduce its overall footprint and further ensure its reputation as the world's most environmentally conscious airline, the carrier said. Several of United's most significant environmental achievements include becoming the first airline globally to use sustainable aviation biofuel on a continuous basis, marking a significant milestone in the industry by moving beyond test programs and demonstrations to the everyday use of low-carbon fuel in ongoing operations. United's invest more than $30 million, as the video showed us, in California-based sustainable aviation fuel producer Fulcrum Bioenergy, which remains the single largest investment by any airline globally in sustainable fuels. United's agreements to purchase nearly a billion gallons from Fulcrum is the largest agreement for biofuel in the aviation industry. It's the first airline to fly with Boeing split scimitar winglets, which reduce fuel consumption by additional 2% versus standard winglets. United is the largest winglet operator today with nearly 400 aircraft equipped with these winglets. And they've become the first U.S. airline to repurpose items from the carrier's international premium cabin amenity kits and partnering with Clean the World to donate hygiene products to those in critical needs. Well, You'd be happy to hear that United is also for the birds. Well, but United's partnering with Audubon International to protect raptors, including hawks, owls, and kestrels in and around United's hubs and resettle the birds of prey at habitats where species are more likely to thrive. Look, sure, it's public relations sounding because it was written probably by public relations. I'm just repeating it because I want you to hear this. There's more information on United's commitment to the environmental sustainability idea. It's united.com slash ecoskies. United.com slash ecoskies. They're making an effort. And to me, that sure beats a punch in the nose. This is Jeffrey Aaron. Thank you.
This is Jeffrey Aaron. For forwarders and shippers, the key challenge of the coming months will come from the higher costs that implementing new environmental shipping regulations will impose on global supply chains. From January 1st, 2020, new international maritime organization regulations will put a 0.5% cap on sulfur content in marine fuels globally, down from a maximum of 3.5% now. With oil prices rising, the exact cost of the new fuels is not yet known for certain, but with low sulfur fuels significantly more expensive, container line shipping executives have called on supply chain partners to share the burden of rising fuel costs, which they describe as an economic hit. Well, the bad news is that some analysts have suggested that if carriers fail to pass on the full cost to customers, then a further round of liner consolidation or bankruptcies could result. The new regulations could also see more slow steaming and use of transshipment strategies as carriers seek to mitigate the expected higher operating costs. The logic is that as ships' sailing speed is reduced, and round voyages are extended, carriers will drop ports from rotations to ensure that transit times to key points remain competitive, said shipping analyst Drury. Fewer direct port calls will induce greater need for transshipment and feeder operations, Drury added, none of which improves the service reliability performance liner customers should expect. More positively, contrary to many predictions, container lines have at least indicated that availability of low sulfur fuels in leading parts was likely to be a major problem. And the IMO has set up a reporting system for operators unable to source fuels at smaller ports. Forwarders are now negotiating a variety of methods to share the cost of low sulfur, sulfur bunker fuels once container lines start introducing them but they would still like more transparent charging structures from carriers, not the least of which is the implementation of the bunker adjustment factor BAF charges that lines usually pass on fuel costs to customers. Flying Talkers spoke to Dominic Von Orelli. He knows about these things. He serves as the head of global ocean freight at DHL Global Forwarding. So it's about that bunker adjustment factor, BAF. There's no industry standard for passing on costs, but we promise our customers to be very transparent. We'll also publish our own Danmar BAF, which will simplify the calculation for the customer, regardless of ocean carrier used. However, while he believes the market will get used to BAFs being separated from freight rates and therefore subject to change, he warned lines not to try and charge for low sulfur fuels until their price level was transparent. Quote, acceptance of floating BAFs is increasing significantly and will become the standard for everyone, he said. 
BAF based on the new low sulfur regulation can only be charged by the carrier and will only be paid by the customers when the regulation comes into force or when carriers start to bunker low sulfur fuel, he said. As things stand today, the BAF cannot be based on low sulfur fuels. We don't accept this and neither do our customers, end quote. Over at Panalpina, concerns rest on the lack of uniform global policing of, reg of regulations provisions through the IMO, given that each individual signatory nation is responsible for determining its own enforcement policies, and these vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. George Twachlin, Panalpina's global head of ocean freight, said the forwarder would pass on costs to customers as fairly as possible. Well, I guess that's good news. Here's what he said. Quote, we've been developing a transparent and competitive pricing mechanism to cut the best deal for our customers, he said. Quote, we now have a globally competitive bunker mechanism that will increase visibly for customers and ease the transition toward new fuel types to comply with the sulfur limit, end quote. Klaus Leisdahl, Vice President of Operations at iContainers, told Flying Talkers that customers have been surprisingly unconcerned or unaware of shipping price increases. Uh, some have stayed pretty well informed, so they're larger clients, I guess, so they know what's happening, he said, where many of the others are not shipping that often, and it's really not that big a concern for them. iContainers will pass on our costs to customers as they are presented by the carriers. The thing is, he said, quote, Carriers have different approaches to how each of them implement the increases they need to cover the additional cost, he said. So the most transparent thing we can do at this point is to pass through the charges the way we receive them. Maybe there'll be a point later on where things become a little more uniform. He said carriers were still jockeying for position about how to charge customers, and there could be a shift to more use of spot market as a result. Quote, in terms of cargo from Asia, there's a real chance that it'll become even more spot market-based for the U.S. as well as Europe, he said. And it's generally only the top-tier importers that can potentially obtain competitive rates from Asia here. We are advising our clients that increases, they're here, but for us, the increases end up being a pass-through. This is Jeffrey Aaron. Here we'd like to say some words about Joe Badamo, kind-hearted Joe. It's said that only the good die young. To that, we might add, nothing that is good ever dies. Joe Badamo, a pillar of the JFK International Airport community in New York, lost his battle with cancer on Sunday, October 13th, and he passed away in Massapequa, Long Island, New York at age 65. Joe, for many years, serving as president, has been the glue that helps hold the JFK Air Cargo Association together. He also co-led the JFK Cargo Sales Managers Club.
We used to see him at CNS Partnership Conference. Always a smile and a bright hello, and you could not help notice that good would always be shining out of this guy. Quote, never a bad word, good times are tough, said his assistant Kathleen at Silkway Airlines, where Joe held the post of VP Sales North America for the past 12 years, since 2007. Prior to Silkway Airlines, Joe served at Evergreen and KLM Cargo, where he began his career in 1980, rising to Director of Sales and Operations. Joe studied at St. John's University in Queens, New York, and achieved his MBA at CW Post. Mike White, president of CNS Cargo Network Services, said, quote, Joe built the Silkway Airlines brand in the U.S., and I've known him since 1994 when he worked for KLM. Joe cared deeply about the JFK cargo community and the Air Cargo Association. He was all about the people and always available to help. Rene Espinay, his close friend and colleague at the JFK Air Cargo Association, added, Joe will be sorely missed by the extended family here at the airport. The entire JFK Air Cargo community is in mourning. Joe gave us time and talent. His focus went beyond air cargo. He took pride in leading the Toys for Tots campaign at Christmas and providing turkeys to less than privileged families during Thanksgiving. He was just an all-around great guy. He advocated charity toward wounded warriors. He advocated charity toward everybody. While Joe was a relationship-driven representative to many companies like KLM, Evergreen, International, and Silkway Airlines in JFK. Over the years, his genuinely kind-spirited and support toward humanity will be a lasting part of his legacy. Before passing, Joe wanted me to remind the community, his friends, and anybody that might hear our broadcast of the importance of early detection when it comes to cancer. Rene Espinay concluded by saying, our prayers are with his surviving family. Joe Badam was survived by his loving wife, Kathy, of 35 plus years, three children, and three grandchildren, and an air cargo industry of people, many that may never have met him, that were affected by his good work at Kennedy Airport for the betterment of the air cargo industry worldwide. Happy landings, Joe. And for your time this time, until next time, this is Jeffrey Aaron saying, thanks for lifting and keep them flying. Speak to me. Good, Lou.